us is this the land loop if so um we wish to cancel um we do not wish to belong to that or to pay this anymore thank you Hey everybody, it's Brian with The Lund Loop. I got such a good response last week from what I was loosely calling The Lund Loop Podcast that I thought I would try it again. So this week I am answering a question from Discord. By the way, if you're a Lund Loop subscriber and you're not in Discord, you are missing out. You're not getting the full value of your Lund Loop subscription. So make sure you get in the Discord. How do you get in? It's easy. Just send me an email with the subject line Lund Loop Discord. That's it. And in the body, just put your Discord name. That's it. Nothing else. And just make sure you're sending it from the email address that you are signed up to the Lund Loop with. And I'll send you a link and get you in there. All right. So the question comes from Pi944. I'm always fascinated by the names we pick for Discord. My name on Twitter, Discord everywhere is just basically BC Lund. Brian my middle name, Christopher, and Lund. I wonder what Pi944 is all about. Who knows? All right, so Pi944 asked this question. How do you determine when entering a trade if you plan a full exit of your position when the target is hit versus taking part of your position off and letting the rest ride? So basically asking, you know, how do you determine whether you're going to partial out before you hit a target or hold a full position to a target? And then Pi adds, do you alter your plan sometimes? And then variables, question mark. All right, so let me answer those last two parts first. Do you alter your plan sometimes? All the time, almost every time. Variables, an infinite number of variables. All right, so let's back up just a little bit. A successful trade, that, that A plus trade, it consists of a lot of little things done right. Now, for practical purposes, there really is no A-plus trade. Chances are, if we hit an A-plus trade, there's some element of luck involved, something we had no control over, something we weren't anticipating. And even if it is an A-plus trade, it's likely only so in a specific time frame. But that's the goal, is to get an A-plus trade every time. Deciding when to close a trade is a key metric of how well the trade does. For example, you can do everything else right on a trade, but close it too soon or too late, and the trade becomes an F. And figuring out when to close a trade, it's like an algorithm or a decision tree. And there's all sorts of inputs that you can put into that process. Obviously, a lot of those inputs are personal, and I can't go over all of them in this quick podcast, but I'm gonna try to identify a few of the larger ones, the more important inputs in your decision-making process. Now, like I said in the intro, a successful trade, an A-plus trade, it consists of a lot of little things done right. And with any trade, the most important thing is how you enter it. Did you enter it right, meaning at the most optimal spot? Because the more optimal your entry, the more flexibility you'll have as the trade unwinds as to when to scale out, when to take profits, when to close. I have a video in the Lundloop Trading Lessons Library that talks exactly about that topic, when to enter right. 
but let's assume that you enter right or close to right. The next thing that you have to be aware of is, is your trade a counter trend rally trade or a reversal trade, or is it a breakout trade? So with a counter trend rally, you know that you're going to run out of energy at some point on the trade. For example, let's say a stock is dropping pretty precipitously for four days in a row, and then it reverses on the fifth day right at a support level, and you decide you want to take that counter trend trade. Once again, by definition, at some point that counter trend is going to run out of energy because it's pushing against a primary trend in the opposite direction. Now, yes, you might actually get into the trade at that one point where the trend is reversing, but that's really hard to do. It's hard to know if that's happening. By the time you usually do know if that's happening, it's too late. And modifying your core strategy on a trade is a real slippery slope. It's a real easy way to get into rationalizations and change your rules or your methodology on the fly, and that can lead to trouble. So counter trend rally, counter trend rally trade, you know you're going to run out of energy at some point. A breakout trade is totally different. A breakout trade, let's say, where a stock is basing below a resistance level for a while, and you're going to get into it if it breaks above that level. That's not a change in trend. That's a new trend. And it usually means new energy, new buyers are coming into that trade. And that means that it could go on for quite a long time. It's not just moving against a primary trend. So you've got the reversal trade, and then you've got the breakout trade. The next thing you have to know is what is the current state of the market? Are you in a market that is trending upwards? Are you in a market that's moving sideways in a consolidation phase? Or are you in a market that's falling? And then you also have to know that whichever of those three you're in, there can be subsections within those. So for example, you could be in a uptrending market, but even uptrending markets have pullbacks and they have consolidation periods. So it's really important to identify what phase the market is in. And the same goes for sectors. You want to know what phase the sector that the stock you're trading is in. All right. So once you've got all that figured out, is it a counter trend trade? Is it a breakout trade? And which of the three phases the market and the sector you're trading in are in? Once you've figured that out, it's all about how they match up together. So I'll just, I'll use the two extremes here. Let's say you are on a counter trend trade, a reversal trade, but the market or the sector you're in is in a downtrend. In that case, you're probably going to want to take a partial on the first move in your direction because it's highly likely that your trade will reverse before it actually hits its target. All right, let's take the other extreme. Let's say you're doing a breakout trade and the sector or the market or both that you're in are really rallying hard. In that case, you might be more likely to hold the whole position and wait for it to get to the target instead of partialing out. Now, those are obviously very black and white examples, very binary. The situation you're going to be in most of the time is going to be somewhere along the spectrum between the two of those. And you just have to figure out where you are and how it feels. And unfortunately, that's part of trading, even technical trading, is feel or the art part. Now, the other question is, how do you make the determination 
on what to do between when you enter and when you hit your target, that, that middle area, right? So it's really easy to say, you might wanna hold on to something a little bit longer, you might wanna partial out, but there's that decision process in the middle between when you enter and when you get to your target that you gotta figure it out. So how do you do that? Well, a lot of it depends on what your methodology is, your individual methodology, what indicators you use, uh, what patterns you use. For example, on a day trade, I often use a five EMA or a nine EMA. So let's say that you were in a reversal trade in a market that was in a downtrend or maybe it was flat, or maybe you're in a market like we've had recently where, where most of the moves fail. All right, so you get into the trade, it breaks above the five or the nine and it's moving well above those. And then you get a bar that closes below the moving average. On a reversal trade in a downtrending market, I'd be more likely to say, okay, that's where I'm gonna take off at least a partial, maybe the full trade. But if that same dynamic happened on a breakout trade and the market was in a strong uptrend, even though it closed below the five or the nine, I might give it time to form another base and see if it has more upside in it, if it's not yet at the target. Maybe hold the whole position and not partial out. So a lot of, that's where a lot of that feel comes in, right? You might have a initial move in your direction, pulls back a little bit, goes up a little bit more, pulls back, you're putting in higher lows. Okay, as long as it does that, you are not gonna partial or you're not gonna close your position until it gets to the target. There's always a chance that you're gonna regret your decision. That's just part of trading. We've all been there, right? You get a move in your direction, you've done all the analysis, all the decision tree inputs are there. And let's say you, you get a move up, it closes below the five or the nine, you say, it's okay, I'm gonna give it some opportunity to base. And then it slowly rolls back over and it comes to your entry point and you close it for a scratch. And you say, I should have partialed out, right? Or I should have maybe even closed the whole trade out happens to all of us. That's just part of the process of trading. What's important about this process is that you're thinking about it. You're aware of the different inputs and you're putting them together in a decision tree to hopefully make the optimal decision on what to do. You're never going to get 100% right. There's always going to be new elements and new factors, but you're not just going on autopilot. You're actually putting some thought to this. And even though it might seem daunting if you're a newer trader to think about all these things, the more time you're in front of the screens, the more experience you have, these inputs, they'll just be, um, they'll just start become second nature, right? You'll start absorbing them. You'll already know what phase the market's in. You obviously will know if it's a reversal trade and all these other little more subtle factors you'll internalize and instinctively know what to do in different situations. That doesn't mean it will always come out right, doesn't mean it will always be a win, it just means it won't be so cumbersome to do every time. Um, I would like to repeat that want to be canceled from the Lund loop, whatever you've got me on, um, if you wish to call and explain what it is, uh, actually, uh, forget that. <laughs>
Well, that's it for this episode. If you got any questions, hit me up at Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at thelunloop.com. I'll see you next time. Bye.